From our studios in North Florida, it's in black and white. And now your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, patriots of all ages, welcome to In Black and Right, the new definition of color commentary. As we come to the end of another great week of podcasting, well, you know what day it is. It's definitely time, once again, for WTF Friday! Yes, my friends, we've got ourselves a jam-packed show today. And, oh man, is it going to get interesting. Uh, But, of course, one of the big news items of today is President Trump after spending several hours in a deposition uh, with New York Attorney General and full-on wackadoodle, Letitia James, uh, looking at people like Alvin Bragg and Letitia James, and I'm looking at them through the lens of being a black American, I don't How do these people get into the positions that they're in without somehow selling their souls? Politically, or maybe even otherwise. I mean, did Letitia James get any money from uh, any George Soros organization? Wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I don't know for certain, but I would not be surprised. But anyway, President Trump today will be speaking uh, at about 4.30 Eastern Time or so uh, at the NRA's National Convention. Now, President Trump has always been a pretty big hit with uh, the Second Amendment and uh, organizations like the NRA, even though they have uh, lost some membership because we have a generation of young skulls full of mush who've been programmed and indoctrinated into thinking that the Second Amendment is this horrible thing, even though It's been around long before they were born, their parents were born, their grandparents and their great-grandparents and even great-great-grandparents were around. So, especially now that we've had all kinds of shootings just within the last week and a half, we had the tragedy at the Christian school in Nashville with a trans terrorist. You had not one, but two shootings on Monday in uh, Louisville, Kentucky, at a downtown bank, and at a community college. And then, of course, right after that, about 24 hours later, on Tuesday, came the shooting at, (laughs) of all places, a funeral home in D.C. And yet, we still have these people who just, ugh, as far as the Second Amendment goes, it's like, they can stay skulls full of mush if they want. But the people that I know who are Second Amendment practitioners, including myself, I'm not going to exempt myself from this. I am a legal gun owner. I am supportive of the Second Amendment. I am supportive of law enforcement. Um, and them trying to keep people safe. But with some of these dingbats 
uh, who, these are the type of people who went down to the Tennessee State Capitol in Nashville and attempted to rush and break into uh, the Assembly's chamber. That's just nuts. And yet so many young people are just kind of, you know, they don't care. They are programmed to believe what the mainstream media tells them, and that is a tragedy in and of itself. But anyway, but yes, President Trump will be speaking. Uh, I might, you know, might try to do something along that line and kind of give some coverage and so forth. But I'll tell you what, though, folks. Here we go. Uh, probably the story outside of President Trump yesterday and speaking to the NRA today is the story about the accused National Guardsman, uh, the Air National Guardsman from Massachusetts, uh, Jack Teixeira. And he apparently is a... Um, uh, what he, and I'm just looking at the story here. Um from just the news. Accused leaker Teixeira charged under the Espionage Act taking national defense info and classified documents. Now, when Mr. Teixeira was brought for his arraignment, he did not enter a plea and was ordered to be held until Wednesday uh, of next week for a detention hearing. So, next week is going to be pretty hopping in the world of in black and right. Uh, we've got Monday, starting the week off with a bang, Jim Jordan and the House Judiciary Committee in Manhattan uh, with a hearing about uh, violent crime in New York City and the incompetence and the reluctance of the District Attorney's Office to go after real criminals but go after the victims. And the biggest example for that in New York City was months ago, the story of the 60, uh, the man in his 60s who owned a bodega in Manhattan, and he defended himself from being robbed by some really messed up black guy, and he killed him, and instead of going after the criminal, what did Alvin Bragg's office do? They went after the store owner, in, who clearly was defending himself, and tried to charge him on murder charges, or manslaughter charges, which is stupid. This is the type of people you're dealing with in places like New York. You defend yourself, against someone who's trying to attack you and rob you and putting your physical life in danger, you kill him, you kill the you kill them, and what does the district attorney's office do? They want to charge you with murder. And there was such outrage and outcry from the community, they first finally said, oh to heck with it, we're not gonna indict him, we're not gonna charge him with anything. It was self-defense. But how evil do you have to be? I mean, people like Letitia James, the New York Attorney General, who campaigned on, I'm going to get Trump, I'm going to get Trump. 
Honey, you, that's not your job. Your job as the top law enforcement officer in the state of New York is to go after criminals and drug dealers and rapists and all sorts of gang members. But this Trump derangement syndrome thing has really made y'all look really stupid because the <laughs> I, I don't understand. I try to explain to people. Letitia James and this case that she's bringing against Trump has got so many problems in it, I don't even know where to start. First of all, if Letitia James is trying to get Trump on some type of fraud because she's, a, she's saying that, well, he defrauded banks and so forth to get uh, favorable treatment and favorable rates... First of all, if, it, if you're going after a fraud case, why are you not doing it in criminal court instead of a civil court? That's, that's number one. Number two, where's the fraud? Because each of these banks that apparently you say uh, Trump defrauded, the banks have a fiduciary responsibility to do uh, their due diligence. And they must have because they gave them the money. And here's the real cherry on top of this twisted Sunday. The banks in question were paid back in full. Where's the fraud, honey? You're nuts. You're deranged. And you really make me embarrassed to be a black American. Same thing with Alvin Bragg. What is I know there are people that control you because you know, you're essentially their slave. This is just the same with Alvin Bragg. He's got he got into office with Soros money. Soros owes him, owns him, and the same thing with the state's attorney in Chicago, in St. Louis, uh, Los Angeles. And in San Francisco, which led to their uh, district attorney getting recalled. And he got Soros money. So, oops. Uh, you better be careful, sweetie. You better be dang careful, because Bragg has already been smacked by a federal judge in the Southern District of New York for his goofy lawsuit against Jim Jordan and the House Republicans and... Uh, the Judiciary Committee. Well, if you if Alvin Bragg didn't use federal funds for his witch hunt on Trump, Jim Jordan would not have done anything. Congress wouldn't have been able to do anything because uh, any money that is federal funds for a state case gives Congress the right and the jurisdiction to uh, go after uh, Bragg and anybody else who was connected with him. And believe you me, there are some real pieces of work out there. That is for sure. So we move on from that one. But, but now this whole thing with the, uh, the leaker, Jack Teixeira, who's been accused of taking all that Pentagon... Uh, sensitive material and putting it online, 
uh, it really has to m make somebody wonder, certainly makes me wonder, what the same hell is going on at the Pentagon that a 21-year-old low-level uh, IT worker can get their hands on highly sensitive documents and even compartmental, compartmentalized documents, which makes a situation even worse because only when you're dealing with something that's compartmentalized, only a select group of people have access to it and knowledge of it. Ay 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 ay. This right th that right there is just an, amongst the many questions that I have. And frankly, I'm hoping the Armed Services Committee in the House will be asking some of those very same questions about how this young man got all that access. And then taking it and putting it out all over the internet. Ah, oh, that, that one's definitely going to be a head-scratcher. That's for sure. Um, let's see. <coughs> Excuse me. Okay. Ah, oh, yes. This story I just love because it shows how thoroughly messed up the radical way out and left field wackadoodles are. Now, of course, we've seen, we, we, if you've heard, Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas is being absolutely just grilled by a far left, and I mean way the hell left, uh, media outlet called ProPublica. Now, ProPublica is, I said, very way out in left field. They are essentially nothing more than a media arm for people like uh, Elizabeth Warren, Pocahontas, the Looney Latina, AOC, and also House Minority Leader uh, Akeem Jeffries, uh, who is a pretty much full-blown anti-Semite. But that's an entirely different story. But apparently... ProPublica's story was accusing Justice Thomas of accepting luxury trips and other perks for himself and for his wife, Virginia, or Ginny, uh, via um, a, a GOP megadonor named Harlan Crow. Now, Harlan Crow and the Crows and the Thomases are longtime friends. Now, of course, they're trying to do everything, and AOC can't keep her big mouth shut to save her life, that she's wanting, oh, I want, just, I want Justice Thomas impeached. I want him impeached. It's like, hey, AOC, get back on your meds, sister. You and the rest of your witches coven are really old, and people who think you're the greatest thing since sliced bread need a drug test and a psyche valve. You're an idiot, lady. I'm sorry if you're upset over this, but I'm going to call it as it is. People have, the left has had it in for Clarence Thomas even before he became a justice. Um, and keep in mind, his confirmation hearing back in 1991 was a high-tech lynching. And interesting who the chair of the Senate Judiciary Committee was. 
Senator Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so the left has been wanting to go after Thomas ever since he was nominated to the high court. I mean, it started with the whole thing with Anita Hill trying to essentially, you know, smear his reputation. Now, in this century, we've had uh, Brett Kavanaugh with some woman who just, you know, to, to smear him and all the wackadoodle uh, feminists and the dingbats and the female de Democrat senators, especially my personal favorite, Crazy Maisie Hirono, won the wackadoodle Wahini from Hawaii. And Wahini is the Hawaiian word for woman. She's nuts. Oh, well, these women have to be believed. Mm-hmm. Hey, Crazy Maisie, remember a woman named Tara Reid who worked for Joe Biden? If, if your standard is to hold up, you have to believe her as well as uh, Ford. Christine, Christine Ford. Ford, I should say. Yeah, so no. You can't listen to these people. You can't take them seriously. But anyway, still, AOC is demanding somehow that um, Clarence Thomas be impeached. Ignore her, please, for your for the sake of your own sanity. She's nuts. There's because what drives me crazy is ProPublica and all the lefties that they try to protect have been more than a little shall we say, lacking in integrity? Because if you're going to go after people like Clarence Thomas, you better be going after some of these uh, other kind of judges who've been connected with Democrats who aren't exactly forthcoming with their gifts and everything else that they're not reporting either. But bottom line with all of this in the story, uh, it, you just got to ignore them because it is insane. These people are nuts. They are duplicitous to the core. And I, you just gotta, just forget it. <coughs> just, just forget it. I mean, ProPublica, you go on ahead, do your thing, and, uh, no. <coughs> and just continue to be the wackadoodles that you are and the liars and duplicitous folks that you are. I mean, you're good for a laugh from me and probably some others, but eh, it's okay. I'm not going to worry about this. This this is nuts. But another uh, big piece of news today, right here from the beautiful state of free Florida, Governor DeSantis today in a private ceremony in Tallahassee signed the six month, not six month, six week abortion ban for the state of Florida. And as expected, my friends, the, well, <laughs> the snowflakes at Florida State there in Tallahassee, plus others, uh, are having enough cows to start a dairy farm, or several dairy farms, frankly. But, yeah, this is exactly what 
<laughs> this is exactly what happened when the Dobbs case from last year overturned abortion and sent it back to the states. This is what happens. Now, I know there are plenty of feminists and college kids and other goofballs here in the beautiful state of Florida, going to uh, Florida State, going to University of Florida and other colleges, and they're just like, <laughs> scream. Just go on and scream and let all those demons inside of you just let them out, baby. Just scream. Because this is what happens. This is what happens, and this is what the left hates. That's why they worked as hard as they did to intimidate several of the justices, because red state governors aren't going, I mean, real pro-life red state governors, they're going to duke it out with their own legislatures, uh, which is what should have been done in the first place. It should have been turned, it should have been a, a statewide decision and make these people, the pro-dead baby crowd, work that much harder. If you want to kill kids that bad, you're going to have to work for it. You're going to have to earn it. Now, states like California, you know, that's easy. They love to kill babies. And they're making, a, they're making California a sanctuary state to come and kill kids. Same thing with Oregon and Washington. And they're buying the states like Washington. Jay Inslee is such a dingbat. But they're buying over a million abortion pills. This is why you've got all of these, these fights right now in the courts over abortion pills. Chemical abortions. And to let, make them available in red states. States that have abortion bans, but yet, oh no, we're going to have this. We're going to just do what we can and blah, 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 blah. So, hey, this is far from over, folks. It is far from over. But, this is why you got to keep fighting. States like Florida, with a six-week ban, I mean, it's not a total ban yet, but six weeks is pretty, uh, is pretty dang, uh, pretty dang, uh, tight, a tight window of time, you know, as a restriction. Now, of course, uh, we're going to see what happens, because I'm sure, uh, <laughs> gruesome Gavin Newsom over there in California wants to somehow, uh, <laughs> oh, somehow wants to somehow say, hey, you want to, hey, women, come, California, we love you, you can come and kill your baby, and we're not going to give you any grief, like these red states and these, these Christians and blah, 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 I'm like, ugh, gag, just gag, that's all I can say. You know, so let's see what happens because I'm sure the the radical lefties here in Florida are going to be filing suit against the law 
that just got signed. So it's going to be interesting to see what the Florida Supreme Court does uh, on this case because there's no way that it's not going to get to the Florida Supreme Court. So this will be interesting to see on that. But as we're kind of closing out the, uh, the program this week and today, I just love these stories for all of these transgender folks because the LGBT crowd plus, you know, the trans folks and blah, transphobia, trans lives matter, blah, blah, blah. And yet, yet, my friends, here we have, right, three, I've got three stories that once again show that the, the LGBT trans folks just don't seem to get it. And these companies, like, let's start off with Anheuser-Busch. Yes, the makers of Bud Light and Budweiser, Bud Light, and all the other uh, products that they have, because they wanted to go woke and they had this transgender messed up head case, Dylan Mulvaney, Headline from Breitbart. Anheuser-Busch loses more than $6 billion in market value following transgender Dylan Mulvaney Bud Light deal. Yep-o. Does this sound a little bit like Disney World, Disney in Florida? They went woke and they are starting to hemorrhage money. I mean, not just lose it, but they are hemorrhaging it. Six billion dollars of market value lost just days after uh, this whole Dylan Mulvaney thing. I don't know what this dude's... I don't know who's got the bigger problem. Uh, Dylan Mulvaney or Anheuser-Busch? I mean, Anheuser-Busch and Bud Light and Budweiser. I mean, that's Americana. And has been for decades. But because you wanted to get all woke, and oh, we, was, we would love to have all these transgender, you know, men identifying as women. I'm like, please, folks. Yep, Anheuser-Busch, you just found out how much your wokeness is costing you, and it's going to continue to cost you. Because... People aren't buying Bud and Bud Light anymore. I mean, you want to embrace this transgender goofiness? Knock yourself out. But hey, go woke, go broke. And if you need something to help you out, uh, try Disney. Disney, Disney, Disney. Because they are still duking it out with Governor DeSantis here in Florida. They've already lost their autonomy as a, as a corporate entity down in central Florida. And yet, and they're, they're still losing money. Their, their stock has plummeted. Attendance at the park is down. Over a million subscriptions for Disney Plus. They're, they're, they're canceling it everywhere. So go right ahead. 
Go right ahead and continue this foolishness. So good luck, Budweiser and Anheuser-Busch. Oh yeah, you guys are going to need it. Wackadoodle number two. Anybody remember this Sam Brinton? Uh, the dude who likes to like, the dude trying to look like a lady or he calls himself openly gender fluid. Ugh. Yes, who also turned into uh, not just gender flu openly gender fluid, he was an open thief. <laughs> yes. Not once, but twice. And got busted on camera doing it, was arrested for theft, and was forced to resign from the Department of Energy. Wow. Now, Brinton is apparently, um, he made some type of a plea deal to where he's not going to get any jail time for his uh, exploits in Las Vegas airport. But, and now apparently he has, uh, he has, has been ordered to pay $3,670 in restitution to the victim of his luggage fetish. Luggage fetish. I'm sorry. <laughs> I gotta try that again. But, yeah. So, apparently he was, this Brenton, was uh, supposed to be the best and the brightest there at the Department of Energy dealing with nuclear waste? It's a freak show! Because Biden wants a freak show. They want to show how open they are, how they embrace the transgender, LGBT, whatever. I mean, Trump did it before he, before Biden did. I mean, Rick Grinnell, former, Trump's former ambassador to Germany and the former acting director of national intelligence, is openly gay. So this sort of media lie that Oh, Biden's just so progressive and accepting. It's like, excuse you, Trump did it first. Thank you, liars. Ugh, it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. It's like somehow, and I can appreciate this, because there are conservative uh, gays and lesbians. There are, just like there are conservative blacks. But the mainstream media either ignores them or they are just sort of, you know, they, they just are like treated the same way as conservative blacks. You know, you know, they might not call them Uncle Toms, but I'm sure they have their own little nicknames for them. Uh, or not jumping to the, uh, and jumping through the hoops of the whole LGBT mess. But still, they're, they're going to do that. But here's another example of why uh, at the University of Washington, a place I know fairly well because I lived in Seattle and I lived across the street from the university many years ago. I didn't attend the university, but I was right there in the middle of the university district in Seattle. 
Well, apparently, Turning Point USA had a table on campus espousing free speech and, the, and everything else, but some psycho, and, psycho transgender activists thought she was all that in a bag of chips, wearing a mask, and, I mean, I don't think this, I don't believe this girl is running on all cylinders, but she apparently got all crazy, flipped over the table, and screamed, get the F off my campus, you Nazi. These are not mentally stable or emotionally stable people. This is, we go from flipping tables from a conservative group on campus over in Seattle to shooting up a school, a Christian school in Nashville, killing three nine-year-olds and three adults. This is transgenderism on all kinds of messed up scales. I mean, these are extremes to what they're doing. And what happened also with swimmer Riley Gaines at San Francisco State? These people are just plain mental. They, these are folks who are mental. They have problems. And yes, I would even dare say they're a little bit on the demonic side. So yes, transgender, you can get mad at me all you want. You can say whatever you want. But until you start acting like you got some dang sense, my view stands. You're not safe. You're not stable. And if you're willing to go as far as to commit acts of violence, then you're not exactly helping your cause. Because you want to talk about mental illness when it comes to people using guns in mass shoot in uh, massacres? Well, yeah, mental illness has been mentioned. And this puts these folks in a real interesting bind. Because if they're going to talk about getting rid of guns because of mental illness and whatever, then they've essentially slit their own throats and shot their own arguments in the foot. So this is going to be interesting to see how this works, because get ready, we're, gonna, we're still going to get more of it, more of it on college campuses, and who knows, there's always, and there has been more than one transgender uh, mass shooter there has been, so it's going to be interesting to see how they play this. But, my friends, aye, 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 we've had quite the week, for sure, and I've certainly been working hard. So, next week, uh, on Monday, we will be back with In Black and White daily. Uh, sadly, I couldn't finish up the first week the way I wanted to, but we will be back along with uh, also our... Uh, here at the audio podcast and you can find In Black and Right Daily on our website inblackandright.net just simply scroll down the home page and you'll find a link to our Rumble page and all of our videos uh, In Black and Right Daily and past interviews with some really amazing people so check it out uh, follow us on Rumble we'd really appreciate it uh, also, if you're going to send any type of correspondence, send us email, uh, questions, comments, shoutouts, what have you, uh, inblackandright at gmail.com.
So my friends, have yourself a fantastic weekend. Take care of yourselves. God bless, and we will be back on Monday. And as always, remember, patriots come in all colors.